Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Oh, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. I just want to welcome everybody on to today's episode. Um, you know, going to be recording. It's actually going to be, what, number 86 today. Uh, recording on a Tuesday morning. Um, I'm actually getting this podcast up a little later than than usual. Um, had a little late start this morning, but um, just wanted to make sure that I get that I get a consistent basis going again here for you guys. Uh, so, by, if you guys haven't noticed by the title of today's podcast, it is going to be a Raiders based uh, podcast. It is going to be only about the Raiders. I'm actually not going to be giving much of an update here on the Dodgers or the Lakers. Not much news has really kind of come about. Uh, if you're following the the Dodgers, they're actually in. They're actually starting uh, their two game series with the uh, with the Giants. Uh, so big series coming up. I'll actually be doing a recap on those uh, those two games after they complete them. Uh, maybe I'll even do like a little preview or something like that if I can. But uh, today, it's again, it's all going to be about the Raiders. I'm going to be talking about the draft, the off season altogether. Uh, what the draft um, and what the draft picks kind of mean, and what and I'll talk about the players individually and kind of go on from there. Uh, so guys, if you guys tuned into it, I'm pretty sure some of this is maybe a little bit of old news or maybe who knows, but ultimately, if you guys are waiting for my opinion, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, you know, definitely want to appreciate every single one of you who come on in and listen to this. Um, I would really, really, really appreciate it. And again, if you guys have any friends, family members or anything like that, that might enjoy this. So definitely go ahead and spread the word and let them know. Uh, so guys, just to get right into it here, the Raiders ended up making a total of six total picks. Isn't that crazy? There's seven total rounds. Um, they gave away two of their, or they traded away two of their picks. Um, had, didn't have any in the first or the second round. You know, really amazing that uh, when it comes down to the the type of picks that they were able to get, the players that they were able to get, and ultimately you kind of see what the look of the team is going to look like, or, or what the kind of what, what it's going to look like, the roster overall. I believe now the roster is at number 88. Uh, you can have a total of 90 players coming into training camp. And then, of course, it has to be trimmed all the way down. I believe they trim it all the way down to like 53 if, if the number hasn't changed. But with that being said there, guys, um, ultimately, let's just kind of talk about the draft overall altogether. Um, I didn't, again, if you guys listened to yesterday's podcast, I unfortunately did not get a chance to experience the draft or anything like that. I really, really wish I would have had the chance to. Uh, but unfortunately, just things came about work and so on and so forth. And, you know, if you if you know your boy doesn't really cover the the Raiders or any of these teams full time or anything like that. And doing this podcast is not my full time gig. So um, definitely I'm working on getting some more, you know, getting some more access or media access to some of these things, especially me being here in Las Vegas. I'm trying to work on getting uh, credentialed so that way I can actually have access to the Raiders, maybe the maybe the facility practices and so on and so forth. But with that being said there, guys, the uh, the draft, if you guys did not get a chance to go and check it out, uh, definitely there's all kinds of YouTube videos and everything uh, kind of breaking down a little bit more about it. 
absolutely amazing to go and see Derek Carr, Darren Waller up there, uh, Marcus Allen up there, you know, Ice Cube was up there. Uh, when it came down to everybody representing the Raiders, uh, you got to see Wayne Newton out there, even though he mispronounced or not mispronounced, but even though he made a mistake uh, for God, what was his name? Uh, Dylan Farm uh, Par- Parman Parham. Uh, I got all the names written down. I believe it's Dylan Parman uh, from Memphis when he actually said he's from Mississippi. So every- everything was I mean, it was a pretty good time. It was funny, you know. Uh, really great to go and see you know you got to see the link the whole high roller the ferris wheel behind all the all the fans and everything uh really great to go and see all the all of raider nation out there you got to see that it was that they were well 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 represented out there uh so just a really great scene just a great time from what i ended up hearing and from what i saw online and from what i saw all over social media you know and so on and so forth but um <laughs> just to go ahead and crack a couple jokes here i thought it was absolutely funny people cracking jokes on on uh Derek carr and his haircut if you guys didn't catch it man he has like a whole little like mohawk kind of deal going on it looks cool i mean it looks badass people are talking about like oh Derek carr gets Devonte adams on his team and he's now ch- totally changed and whatnot or he looks like a fucking badass or whatever you know <laughs> but it's it's hilarious to me i think it's freaking hilarious but you know, some people, uh, they joke on about it too much or they think that maybe he's not focused on football or whatever the case is. Also, seeing Darren Waller out there was a great way for the organization, for the Raiders, just in, told, just in general, to shut down all those trade talks of Darren Waller to the Packers and so on and so forth. And uh, talking about, tra- uh, well, we'll actually get into talking about some trades and everything and stuff like that that has come about. So with uh, all that being said, guys, just to kind of get over talking about the draft and we'll actually start talking about the players that got drafted and talk about what that kind of means and what it looks like for the Raiders overall so to start off the Raiders ended up making a great pick for their first pick um number 90 uh, they actually ended up I believe trading back a little bit if I'm not mistaken so uh the Raiders actually traded back uh, yeah they to pick number 90 they ended up getting to uh, Dylan Parman uh who is a center slash guard he is an interior um an interior lineman is what they want to call him it looks like um from what the reports have kind of been saying that he started off as a tackle in his career in his play and or not playoff but actually well i believe yeah he started off as a tackle maybe even a tight end or something like that i've heard but anyways uh he moved just kind of more and more into the the, the interior of the offensive line sounds like he actually might be going for the center position if not the guard position uh, I would actually like to go and see him maybe going for both or who knows what the case is. Um, it sounds like overall he's just going to provide a whole lot of competition when it comes down to that offensive line, which is really, really great because that offensive line is not really solidified except for maybe one position, if that, like, and that's Colton Miller. Uh, you maybe have another one when it comes down to, well, with uh, Dylan Parman, you have, if he's going off for center, you don't know what's really going to happen with, uh, what's his name, Isaiah Johnson. And then uh, you have uh, Dylan, or you have um, Dylan Parker. No, Parker. Yeah, what are, yeah, you have Parker out there. And then you have also, what's his name? Oh, God, man, I can't even think about his name right now. Uh, Alex Leatherwood. Sorry, guys. So you have all those linemen who you thought maybe had a solidified spot in that offensive line. But with this pick for the Raiders, you kind of see that that's going to shake up maybe a couple things and provide a little bit of competition. Also, with the later pick that the Raiders made, and we'll get into that as well. Ultimately, you kind of ultimately you'll start to notice a theme here with all these draft picks that ultimately these are going to provide one just more depth 
Two, they're going to go ahead and provide some competition possibly for that for the for that position or maybe for the whole offensive line or defensive line or whatever the case may be so to move on forward from uh from dylan parman i'm really oh for one thing i'm really excited about the guy he has some great size uh looks like dude just really loves to go in and play football uh came, came from a great organ a uh, great organization when it came to i believe it's uh ellis no he's the one that actually came from uh from memphis sorry he's the one that came from memphis and that was uh where Wayne Newton actually mispronounced saying that he was from Mississippi. So really good joke and everything there. But uh, you get to go in and see that the guy was really excited. He taught, He's really enthusiastic about being a Raider. So definitely excited to see what he's going to be bringing to the table as far as, uh, you know, being a rookie and as far as being uh, as far as bringing bringing to the table for the Raiders. So, guys, uh, Z- Zamir White or is that right? I want to make sure I'm pronouncing these things right here. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Z- or, no, Zamar White. There's Zamir White. Uh, from Georgia, the the national national champ or championship winning team, you know, from uh, from college. Anyways, so guys, <laughs> uh, with uh, with White, you definitely need to go in and see that the Raiders ended up picking up a running back. With the Raiders not picking up the fifth year option on three of their rookies that they ended up picking up, what was it, 2016? No, 2019? No. Yeah, 2019? No, 2018? Something like that, guys. I forget when they got really drafted. But uh, they did not pick up the fifth-year option on Clee Farrell, on Jonathan Abram, and Josh Jacobs. You can understand definitely why I'm on two of them. You know, on Jonathan Abram, he, besides the one good year with, with, uh, with Gus Bradley, you got to see what he, what the potential is there. But you don't, you, you know, you want to kind of have him prove it. And this that's kind of ultimately what this is, in my in my opinion, what I've heard as well from others. It's This is going to be like a, a prove it kind of year for him, if anything. The same thing when it comes down to Clee Farrell. He had some bright spots here and there, nothing really consistent. He never really, really was able to put together a whole complete season of consistent games. One, he just sometimes he was not made sometimes he just didn't make himself available now whether if that was his fault or because of john gritton you know having his his guys that he likes to have out there you know really never gave much of a chance to Clee Farrell. you got to see that after he left that he actually did get more playing time and you got to see that he actually does have some potential still in there you got to see exactly why they drafted him at that high now again it's going to be a bit of a of a proving year for him now do i see that these guys are going to be potentially traded or maybe not on the team next year eh I mean that's that's eh, you know uh, the one guy that I that I was a little bit maybe you know surprised that it didn't that he didn't get it picked up but again then again though when you really think about the money and all this and that and then when you see how with the the players that they drafted not only just getting the one with uh, with White but also as well later on in the draft the Raiders drafted another running back you get to see that they're going to be ultimately running with four. And less if they actually pick up another uh, running back, but four running backs at this time. And that kind of goes along with what the Patriots have ultimately kind of done. And you get to see that maybe Josh McDaniels is going to be doing that, you know, making sure that they have different looks at running back and maybe having that option to provide or not to go in and put such a such a big load on the on the passing game. You know, especially if we have a team that has a weakness when it comes down to the running game, you know, just uh, you're playing chess, not not checkers kind of deal. But um, anyways, to get off of the whole five-year extension and those and those uh, those players there, we'll get right back into the draft. Just wanted to mention that there when it comes down to uh, Zamir White or, or Zamar White, that 
just because they're they drafted a running back does not necessarily meaning that Josh Jacobs is out of a job or that he's going to be traded or whatever the case is. It's possibly, I mean, you see that these, well, at least so far three, I'll get into um, uh, Brendan Brown uh, here at the end when, when it comes up to him, but you'll see that the, all four of these guys have a different type of skill set, you know, when it comes down to it. So, uh, at least when it comes down to Josh Jacobs, he's your, your bell cow, your guy who's going to go ahead and take the majority of your snaps. He is explosive when it comes down to it. He likes to go and run up the middle and then kind of kick out to the side. He's able to now kind of go out to the side more. He's 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 um, receiving the ball a little bit more. When it comes down to Kenyon Drake, he's kind of the opposite of that. He's the guy who only likes to who really likes to run out to the side. He has that really explosive speed in the open field, and he's great at catching the ball. You see with uh, Zamar White that he's the kind of guy who's an, another kind of bell cow kind of guy. He's really explosive as well. Uh, but he's a really, uh, what I liked is that dude was a leader when it came down to that championship winning team. And the Raiders ended up picking him up. You know, so he's going to, he really has that kind of Josh Jacobs kind of feel when it comes down to it. Uh, when you get to see his interview as well, he really talks about how much he admires those two guys as well. The Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. Uh, so it's definitely going to be exciting, you know, to see how this guy who's, you know, definitely accomplished a lot in his life and everything and who's definitely, um, uh, you know, a, a great athlete, but he's also very humbled. You know, you get, you get to see a lot of that when it comes down to like Josh Jacobs as well. So it's definitely going to be exciting to see what that's going to be like and what that's going to look like for the Raiders. So, guys, moving forward here, uh, moving on to the next pick after Zamar White from Georgia. The Raiders ended up picking uh, Neil Farrell, a defensive lineman. Dude ended up, um, you know, he's, when it comes down to it, I believe the Raiders are super excited when it comes down to him. I can't understand why the, you know, a lot of people are actually kind of wondering why the man ended up going so far into the draft when it comes down to it, if I'm not mistaken. The dude's from LSU, he has some amazing size on him. You know, dude ended up starting off as like a defensive end, defensive tackle. He seems like a guy who's really just a big dude who can really kind of fill up a lot of size, a lot of a lot of a lot of space in the in the in the middle there. And he's not, you know, he kind of fills that mold of uh of a Josh McDaniels kind of or not even him, but uh God, I can't even think about the defensive coordinator right now. But anyways, guys, just so I'm not making a fool of myself here. I know that he typically likes to run with bigger dudes in the middle. Uh, just in that way, they can run, they can, you know, run block. They can go ahead and stop the run. They can go ahead and actually plug up some of those holes, provide uh, big lanes for the for the linebackers. That way, so they can uh, shoot on through and grab the and get whoever the ball handler is, whether if it's the the running back or tight end, whatever the case is. If somebody's catching from the backfield, then they can get in the backfield as quick as they can. After that there, guys, I believe Matthew Butler was the next guy here. Just so we can kind of kick through the first ones here. the um, You get to see with uh, Neil Farrell and with this guy here, uh, Matthew Butler, just because they're both playing on the similar, they're both playing on the defensive line. So with Matthew Butler, uh, dude end up coming out of Tennessee, you get to see with both of these guys, they're really just going to provide more depth. Um, not necessarily, I mean, who knows? They, you can definitely see that these guys could definitely be for, uh, game, game one starters or day one starters when it comes down to it. Uh, you definitely just want to see what's, what training camp is going to look like. And that's why I'm really excited to see what that's going to be, what, how that's going to look like for these rookies. Um, especially since there are some open spots when it comes down to the offensive line, to the defensive line, and even in the running back line, I mean, especially knowing more and more how, 
uh, Josh McDaniels likes to run his offense. We'll see exactly why he decided to have four running backs. And I'm I'm kind of have a good understanding why, but it'll be good to go in and see it as well. Uh, so with Matthew Butler, uh, guys, really big, really huge. You get to really kind of see that they're going for a size when it comes down to these offensive and defensive linemen. Every every single one of these guys has some pretty good size on them, and that's coming from a dude who got some pretty good size on him himself. You know, <laughs> if I haven't told you guys, I am six two, um, I have three hundred and something plus. You know, so I'm a big dude myself when it comes down to it. I should have been an offensive lineman my dad So I loved football and everything too, but I don't know why. I just never pursued it more. Uh, but anyways, um, getting off track here and everything, all that there. But uh, Matthew Butler, definitely excited to see what the guy's going to be able to do. You definitely see that that the Raiders ended up drafting just some high-quality um, depth pieces when it comes down to it and potential day one starters. So we'll see exactly what happens there when it comes down to the uh, uh, training camp and everything there moving forward. So, guys, the last two guys here, uh, Th- Thayer Munford. Munford? I, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced his name there, but uh, offensive uh, offensive tackle or, yeah, I believe he's going to be more of like an offensive tackle, maybe a guard or something like that. And then you have Britton Brown, the running back, uh, so out of LSU. So with uh, Munford out of Ohio State, dude, uh, ended up, dude ended up sounding very enthusiastic. He seems like he's going to be a guy that they're going to have to work on a little bit more. Uh, sounds like he's a guy who... You know, they might have to go ahead and work on, like, his pass blocking a little bit more. Sounds like he's a really great run blocker. Or maybe it was vice versa, if I'm not mistaken. But whatever. Um, but ultimately, the guy has some really great size on him. I believe he's, like, 6'4", weighing over 350 pounds. Um, dude has some really quick feet for being a big guy like that. And that's ultimately what you want to see, especially on the edges there. Because you got guys that are just going to be screaming off the corner when it comes down to those defensive ends that they're going to be guarding. So if these guys have quick feet and they have some really good size on them, really long arms, big arms, and uh, legs that are just able to move really, really quick, like you just don't understand why a guy that big is able to move that quick kind of deal. That's the kind of guy who who uh, Theon Munford is, is looking like and why a lot of people were really excited about him. And it sounds like people were looking at him in the earlier rounds but because of you know his pass blocking abilities not being so great you know that's the main reason why or something like that and of course being a defensive tackle or an offensive tackle excuse me you definitely want to be a a pass blocker and you know you not you don't want to only be a one trick pony kind of deal especially being a tackle so uh just to want to wrap up the draft and everything here guys and to wrap up the podcast going to be talking about Braden brown so the fourth running back in the in the room now, uh, second running back in the draft. Um, so you get to see a little bit of a of a pattern. The Raiders drafted two running backs, two offensive uh, linemen, and two defensive linemen. So you get to see that they end up plugging up some holes and big holes that they had and some worry areas that the, that they had on the roster. So with Brendan Brown, guys, a lot of people had him um, maybe going a little bit earlier in the draft as well. That's been the common theme here when it comes down to all the picks that the Raiders had this this uh, this draft uh, this draft year, is that they picked up uh, some guys that a lot of people thought that should have been taken earlier. Now that that was the whole draft, if you if you ask me, uh, a lot of people talked about how much uh, talent there was in this in this year's draft, how much um, you know, especially after maybe like the first 20, 30 picks, I believe people said that they're uh, pretty much the the talent level was pretty much even. From rounds three to 
five six they said and that's pretty crazy when you, if you ask me uh, but you definitely got to see a lot that a lot of people saw some great potential and great uh, talent out there and all these and all these young guys uh, but with Britton Brown uh, he just he just kind of fit that that mold or that fit that uh you know that storyline when it came down to it um, you know guy that was maybe should have gone a little bit earlier uh, guys really hard nosed kind of uh, kind of a runner I believe he ended up doing really big against I want to say it was LSU if I'm not mistaken he and the yeah uh, UCLA versus U versus LSU yeah, he had a big time game not necessarily where he was coming up with like 10 15 20 yard runs but it was just that horrible you know type of running where the dude's not getting huge yardage but he's getting that four five six yards here and there you know like he's picking up four yards then another four yards then he picks up three yards one first down and you're like for real and next thing you know he gets six yards and he gets another five yards and it's like well shit that's another first down shit and it's just like just over and over, just chopping it away, chopping and chopping and also chopping off that clock. You know, um, if there is if there is anything that I believe is going to be continued uh, uh, theme or strategy, if you would, for the Raiders is clock management, game management. I mean, that's kind of everywhere. Uh, you can't really control. I mean, that's in most that's in most sports. I have a clock. You know, you want to control the game. You want to control the clock. You want, sorry, the clock. Sorry, I don't know if I missed, I don't know if I missed, uh, said that. But anyways, uh, hopefully you guys didn't catch that. But anyways, <laughs> um, just to kind of wrap it up here, guys, and just to kind of, you know, finish up. Um, overall, the Raiders ended up making some really great picks. I'm really, really excited. People have been all over the place. I believe some people even gave the Raiders like a, a D plus like a d like a d rating on the whole on the whole off season i'm like dude even if the draft was a bust like a complete bust and we don't know that yet because this is just they're they're they haven't even played a game yet but if they if the draft is a complete bust just getting Devonte adams and chandler jones and some of these other players that they got in over the off season and the and the signings the, the the contract extensions that they took care of that those alone gets them into a c rating at least now the draft is is as good as it sounds as it seems like because alone the draft i'm seeing that the draft is like a b a may, maybe like a b plus or a minus again depending on how these guys are you know you can definitely see that these guys that the draft class can be like an a a minus you know maybe you know around there but for sure it looks like a solid b you know like an 85 you know kind of deal but, but um it is it is just because you don't you haven't seen these guys some of these guys are a little bit questionable because they have some work to going to do they have some developing to going to do and but ultimately i mean when it comes down to uh white when it comes down to mumford well mumford is one of the guys maybe you need to work on a little bit more but Brendan brown uh white zamar white those are two guys that can definitely contribute from day one just because you can you, you I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be running multiple running backs so that way these guys are not getting tired you're going to see at least two to three of them having 10 12 15 carries possibly you know, at least two of them for sure, having at least 10 plus carries, if not more. You know, um, also when it comes down to God, uh, Parman, 
when it comes out to Parham and God, I, I'm over here trying to think about his name. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, when it comes into Parman and Neil Farrell, those are definitely two guys that I can definitely see. Maybe a Matthew Buff Butler. Those are three guys that you can definitely go in and see potentially being day one starters, or if not, at least guys that are in the rotation that are you see them at least a few times in a game, at least more than a few times in a game. Like they're you know guys that are contributing on a daily basis. You know, so it definitely will be exciting to see exactly what training camp is going to look like. But hey, we there's so, not actually not a whole lot of time until then. But I'm gonna again, guys. I'm gonna be working on maybe getting credentialed so that way, hopefully, I can provide you guys with a little bit more content, a little bit more insider scoops, and all that kind of stuff and all that deal. But hey, guys. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope you guys uh, definitely check out YouTube if you guys want some more like videos or details on all this stuff. I'm I'm gonna actually be working on maybe doing something like that myself. Hopefully you guys can, hopefully you guys will enjoy that as well. But if you guys enjoy this podcast, definitely tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody you want. Um, Hopefully they check it out as well. But I want to thank you for checking this out. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday and a great rest of your week. And until next time, guys, peace.